1: the Travel Like a Boss podcast. I'm back here with my good friend, Dr. Shannon Weeks. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you. Good to see you again. Awesome it's to you, especially that we are here in Lisbon, Portugal.
0: Yes. Uh, I think it's the last time I saw you was Chiang Mai last October, maybe, or November.
1: Yeah. So if you guys recognize Shannon's voice, he was on a bunch of episodes. Uh, he is pretty much my personal doctor. I, I come to you whenever I've, uh, you know, body issues. Yes. And uh, he's been a great help. And his his wife is also a doctor, Dr. Les Shields, and I've been going to her for all my blood test um, results and keeping track of, of my health that way. So it's, it's been awesome knowing both of you. Thanks. Thanks. We're glad to help. Yeah. And it's been really cool uh, part of this journey because we uh, first met in Chiang Mai almost three years ago now. Three right? years ago. Yep. And they were on episode three. That's so right. Right yeah. in the beginning. So from for 117 episodes ago, you guys were on here. That's right. <laughs> and we met in Chiang Mai. So if you guys want to listen to that episode, um, Shannon kind of talks about how he and his wife both sold their practices in Portland, started uh, doing everything remotely in yep. Chiang Mai, uh, yep. mainly through like Skype consultations. Yep. And now, three years later, building a big business online, w- based in Portugal. Here in Lisbon. That's right. That's, That's amazing. Right. All right. So we're gonna we're gonna get back to the business stuff. So I, wanna, I definitely want to talk about that. But first, let's just talk about why you are living in Portugal.
0: Well, we, uh, I first came here in 2011 with my family on a vacation, and uh, we just really enjoyed it, really fell in love with Portugal. And um, when we were in Chiang Mai last year, uh, we were uh, looking to spend some time in Europe, and so we chose Porto, which is the second largest city in Lisbon. Just my sister-in-law had been there, and she really enjoyed it, and I had never been there, so we kind of went there sight unseen. Uh, I knew that Portugal was uh, inexpensive, and it was, rents were very cheap, and we just really enjoyed Porto. Uh, and we stayed for three months until our Schengen visa ran out. And the other reason we settled um, in Portugal is because for a uh, an American, getting a residency visa here is quite easy. It's not a whole lot of paperwork.
1: I had no idea that as an American, we can just become a resident of, of Portugal. Uh, like, And the thing is, before, before coming here um, two weeks ago now, I, I had zero... You know, like there's no reason to come to Portugal. It wasn't like one of those, you know, those places on the map.
0: Yeah, it's it's off a lot of people's radar. They'll go to Germany or France or England or you know Italy for vacation, but you don't really hear that much about Portugal, and uh, I'm not sure why. But people are missing a lot.
1: But now that I'm here, I I can see why you like it so much. So I have to thank both you and Alexis for. Convincing me to come, basically. Because if it wasn't for the two of you, I there's zero. I had no reason to come here. Sure, true. We actually have quite a few friends who are showing up just because we
0: keep harping on how great it is here. And since most of our friends are mobile, it's quite nice to see. Yeah. And the too. fact
1: that you two liked it enough to move here, I'm like, okay. Let me at least go check it out. If anything, I could just say hi to you guys, hang sure. out for a bit. Yeah. Um, see what there is to offer in Portugal. Yep. But now that I'm here, I haven't decided yet, but I think there's like a 50% chance... Next February, during birding season uh, in Chiang Mai, yeah, instead of moving down to the islands, which, to be honest, I'm a little bit bored of, even though they are beautiful, I'm just yeah. a little bit bored of it, I think I'm going to come to Lisbon. Yeah, spring in Lisbon is fantastic. Yeah, highly recommended. And while I'm here, you know it, Instead of just staying for you know a month or two th- or even three months, which is super easy because as Americans, we can stay here for 90 days at a time. No visa required, we basically right. show up. Ninety days every six months. Yeah. That's the big problem. Is if I wanted to come in February, I could stay February, March, April, yep. no problems. And then if I want to go back to Thailand, it's actually right after burning season. It's actually perfect if I wanted just to come for that. So if you guys are looking for a place to to you know, to work out of or visit and live to avoid burning season, those three months are perfect and yeah. you don't need any visa, you need nothing. And very easy to find housing in February. Oh, because it's not summer yet. That's right.
0: right. Not high tour season.
1: But the problem is, if you want to stay for the summer and you wanted to say, you know, May, uh, June, July, you can't because you have to wait for your, like, another 90 days, basically. Right. You get
0: three months every six months. Mm-hmm. So you can do a month in, month out, month in, month out, but you can't do more than three months at a time. Then you have to wait three months and come back. So, which is a big pain.
1: There is a workaround on that, and it's to get a second U.S. passport, but. It's not a hundred percent. I don't even think it's ninety percent. Um, you know, I, I, like by the by the rules of using one passport and, and coming in with that.
0: Right. They will definitely give you another passport. It's only good for two years. And I certainly know people who like live in Spain with that. And at the end of the three months, they'll go to England, for example, which is non Schengen, and then fly back in on the other passport. And. Uh, there's because it has a different passport number. There really isn't. I haven't heard of any issues with it. But having, getting the residency is not that difficult. So I would just well, do that.
1: that's that's why it's it's so cool knowing that you can get a residency because even though it's definitely possible to do it, and it's actually not that hard. The only reason why I never got a second passport is because you have to do it while you're in the U.S. And I just haven't right. been in the U.S. for enough time um, to apply for it, have it mailed to my house, and right, and you know, without paying all the rush fees, right. Um, so the w- the reason why they will give a second passport is because there's a lot of countries like Israel. Or Brazil,
0: for even if you need a – like a lot of countries that – or even Thailand, if sometimes you have to drop your passport off at the embassy in America to get that visa, and so you won't have the passport for – Maybe it's three days, maybe it's two weeks. So if you if you can tell them, well, I have to get my passport because I'm getting this visa,
1: but I also have a trip planned to Cuba,
0: mm-hmm. which I also need, then they'll, that's why they'll give it to you.
1: Yeah, and I've also heard that it like in certain countries in the Middle East, they don't like it when you go to they see a stamp for like Israel. Right. If you have a stamp for Israel and you want in your passport, and you want to go to Lebanon. I've known people who they wouldn't allow it in. Yeah. So, kind of long story short, uh, the U.S they're happy to give you a second passport. You just have to apply for it. Right. Um, but, and you can technically use it to, to come in and basically stay the whole year by using one passport to come in, after three months going out. It's basically You're doing visa runs, runs every three months. Yeah.
0: You just leave, go to a non Schengen place, which could be Croatia, it could be England are the easiest. It's pretty take. easy to do. And, and cheap. the flights are
1: cheap. So you could definitely do that. But knowing that there's a more legal way to do it, uh, which is by applying for the residency. Yes. And the fact that it's relatively straightforward and it's pretty easy, yep. there's no reason not to do that if, if you want to stay longer. Right. All you need is
0: um, uh, he- you have to show you have health insurance that will cover you in Portugal, so most health ins- insurance does. You have to get a background check from whatever country. So for us, it's an FBI background check. Mm-hmm. I think that costs $50 to get the fingerprinting. You have to show a proof of income, so you have to show that you will be able to, uh, you won't need to work here, so just either a big savings account or or regular income from a non-Portuguese source, and then you just write a letter to, uh, to the consulate explaining why you want to live in Portugal, and we just explained that we really like it here, we work remotely, so we can work anywhere, we want to come here and learn Portuguese, and, and uh, once you submit the paperwork, um, they'll they have a policy where they'll let you know within 30 days, and... Thirty days later, they just said, "Come get your come get
1: your visa." Nice. So to kind of go through all that process, do you go through like Portugal's uh, website? So you-, you
0: actually have to to apply it. Again, I'm speaking as American. Uh, we had some Australian friends who did the same thing, but in order to apply for the residency, you, you have to apply outside of the country. So we actually went back to, uh, to the States uh, where I'm from, Washington, D.C., which is easy because there happens to be a consulate there. And so you have to apply outside of the country. That's the only caveat. Now, I'm not sure if you can – maybe you can apply in Spain at their consulate there. I'm not sure, but uh, I know that they'll give you the visa um, outside of the country.
1: Okay. So I guess we can look into that and see if there's a Portuguese consulate in, in Thailand. And if they would give it, or well, do you have to? You have to go to your yeah. home country. Uh, yeah. For Australians, I know
0: they in fact do have to go to their home country. That might be just the same for America. I'm, I'm not sure. We just happen to be in America. So once you get it, they'll give you a the the concept will give you a four month visa. When you get here, then you call their immigration office, make an appointment there, and then you go basically bring all your paperwork, go through that same thing, and then they'll give you the 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 year long residency, which is good from that date of the appointment. And then after that, when you reapply, it's good for up to two years, then uh, you can reapply again. And I think after six years, you're eligible to apply for permanent residency. So you can become a permanent resident of the EU, which is awesome. Yes, it's fantastic. we just having this residency, if I wanted to go spend, you know, four months in France, you know, having this residency
1: allows me to travel. So I think like- that's amazing. And, and so before we get into all that, let's talk about some of the benefits of living in, in Lisbon or in Portugal in general.
0: Yeah, Portugal. So you get all the benefits of Europe, uh but you get a uh uh, it's an incredibly affordable lifestyle you know when we were living in porto i would say that our expenses increased maybe by 10 or 15 percent compared to chiang mai so uh lisbon's a little more expensive we chose lisbon because it's just a little bigger a little more going on but uh daily life is very um uh, very affordable the food is really great the people are super friendly and there's a very very high level of english spoken here so um yeah, I think it's important to learn the language, but when you first get here, not speaking the language uh, is really not an issue at all.
1: I've been here for 2 weeks now and there has been v- almost no situations except for, you know, wanting to chit-chat with the old lady or right. um right. just one of the taxi drivers out of the out of the 30 I've used that didn't speak English. Well, um but everyone else, like literally everyone else spoke like pretty good English. Yeah. And uh, like you could you can you can get by forever never learning portuguese it's true it's true but portuguese actually is kind of a fun language it's a great language <laughs> i love
0: the sound of it yeah it's, it's a fantastic language and uh and of course if you live here you should learn to speak their language by all means and they certainly appreciate it when you speak to them and they're uh, you know they're very
1: they're very appreciative of people who want to come and see their country because they're very proud of what they i think that's one of the things i like about portugal is that they're very welcoming and they're like you know, like with open arms. So yes. I'm like, yeah. You know, they're like, come try our food, come yes. try, try our wine. Yes. Uh, you know, come learn our language. Yes. It's. I think in Thailand, people like uh, like the local Thai people. They are very friendly in general. Yes. Um. But and I guess the, yeah, I guess they they do like it if you if you can speak some Thai. Oh, they yeah, they yeah, love they it. Tickle yeah. pink. They like it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <Yes>. yeah. Okay. <laughs> yes. But I think it's more like Thai people don't really want you to live in their country. Like they they want you to come visit. They like it. You know when you're. They, they like the tourism, but it seems like like Portugal actually – they actually want to encourage people to come and just live here.
0: They do, and they've they've actually changed because Portugal was really hit hard by the economic crisis, and they had
1: terri- – well, they still have bad
0: unemployment, but a few years ago, it was terrible. And they've made some changes that have made uh, Portugal a little bit of a tax haven. So, for example, they have this golden visa, which is if you invest 500,000 euros in uh, property here, you get instant residency, so a lot of wealthy Chinese – French people uh, uh, or or non-EU citizens are coming. And they've also made it so that let's say you are a, an EU citizen or a French person or an American and you come here and you get tax residency here. You are taxed at a flat rate of 20%. And then all your worldwide income, so let's say you have income from uh, uh, real estate or something like this, that's taxed at 0%. So they've actually made it very easy for foreigners to come here. And to do things like if you wanted to buy property, there are no restrictions at all. You don't even need to be a, an official resident. They, so they, they're doing quite a lot to encourage people to come outside money to help their economy.
1: Which is completely different from Thailand. In Thailand, I would never buy property. It's possible for Americans or, or non-Thai people to buy condos, but you do, really don't own anything.
0: No, you have to have a Thai person on the contract, too, I believe.
1: It's, it's insane. And But in Portugal, because we can actually buy things, we can invest, and we get that benefit of getting a residency and like you know basically like a welcome saying thank you for for coming and investing in our country yep. you know feel free to stay yes while in thailand it's insane that if you even if you buy a condo they will let you buy it but they won't give you a visa right. you still come in on a tourist visa and you have this you know you can have a half a million dollar condo and if they decide not to let you in the, the gate or you know they only want you to come in for 30 days at a time there's nothing to do right and like, it's insane. I, I don't understand why people would invest that much money into buying something that you have no legal right to even to go visit.
0: Yeah, no, true, true. And and again, here, there's the quite a bit of property. There's there are so many. When I was here five years ago, you'll see so many abandoned buildings. And right in the middle, of, like imagine walking down Park Fifth Avenue and seeing an abandoned building. You would never see it, but you would see areas like that. And they made some changes in the laws and made it easier for. T- and now, now it's a, a giant construction zone. You see, you walking through these old buildings are all being redone, and it's it's really quite exciting.
1: So, other things I like about Lisbon in general. So, I, I've seen a little bit of um, the surrounding cities. You know, maybe like an hour away, which is a place mm-hmm. called Cascais. Ka- Cascais, yeah, thirty minutes. Beautiful yeah. beach town. Yeah. Um, and tomorrow, I'm actually going to Porto in the north. Oh, fantastic. So yes, you'll love
0: Porto. Very different feel. It's so beautiful. The whole the city is a world UNESCO heritage site. The oldest wine region in the world is up there. The Douro, some of the finest wines in the world. But because it's small, uh, most of them won't, you, you won't find outside of Portugal. But they're world-class wines for a fraction of the price that you'd pay
1: in France or Spain. Well, let's talk about some of the things we like. So wine, incredible here. Incredible wine. Like some of the best in the world. Absolutely, way better. Like uh, some Australians were talking about it yesterday, saying that the wine here is way better than Australia. I,
0: I had a French person tell me that the best wine he ever had was in the north of, of Portugal. And, you know, and they, and they really know their wines. And <laughs> it's cheap, crazy cheap. It's the cheapest. F- yeah, you, it's hard to get a ba- bad uh, bottle here, but it's uh, it's incredibly inexpensive.
1: We bought a bottle yesterday for three euros, which is about three dollars and fifty cents U.S. in a grocery store. And it was really good. Yes, the the price does not equal the the quality. Yes, we went to oh. this restaurant that is ran ran by a two star Michelin chef. Oh yes, uh, it, w- it wasn't his main restaurant, which is still expensive. It's still like a f- you know fifty dollars a plate. Right. But he had a restaurant right at opposite. Yes. That was fifteen euros, so like seventeen dollars a plate. Yes, uh, Jose
0: Alvealge, yeah, yeah, famous chef here. Yeah.
1: Really good food. <laughs> uh, we got a nice bottle of wine there from that Douro region as well. Yes. And even at this nice restaurant, I think it was like maybe fifteen euros at the most or something. Yeah, for like a nice bottle. Yeah, wine. for yeah,
0: and for and the food is you know world class.
1: Yeah, it was really yeah like yeah. a really nice like amazing food. And I think in the U.S., especially in Thailand, where they have really high uh, alcohol taxes and import taxes, there is no way you can get a good bottle of wine for. Yeah, yeah. I think alcohol tax here is around eight percent, which is quite 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 low. There is still unfortunately really terrible house wine at like a hostel where they basically give it to you for free, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> but as long as you're willing to pay like three euros, you yes. can get really nice wine <laughs> that's right uh and okay, so wine's great. We mentioned the beach, which is the one thing that Chiang Mai is missing.
0: Oh yeah, is the ocean. Well, there's the huge coastline. Right, we're on the we're on the far western you know side of Europe, and so the beaches around Lisbon. Of course, if you go south down to the Algarve, some of the most beautiful beaches uh, that I've ever been to, with incredible coastlines, crystal clear blue water. Uh, Yeah, it's amazing. And then as you get, and also uh, Portugal has some of the best surfing in the world. It's one of the few uh, places where they have the Giant wave surfing, I think one of the – in fact, I think the largest wave I've ever surfed was off the coast of, of Portugal here.
1: So great surfing, really good kite surfing as well. Great, great kite surfing, wind. yeah. Uh, they have scuba diving, which I haven't done here. Yeah. I heard it's cold water. Oh, the
0: water's freezing.
1: Okay. <laughs> you definitely need a wet suit. So not too excited about diving here, but it's nice knowing that it's an option. Yeah. And, and it's not far away. Yeah, a lot of people
0: come here to surf. You know, and even,
1: even though Lisbon doesn't have a beach, I kept expecting it you know, to be inland. Because everyone said that oh the beach is half an hour away, but it's not inland.
0: It's no well, and actually, if you take uh, the train from here to Estoril, which is maybe twenty minutes on the local train to you, you get off the train, and the beach is literally right there. And many people, uh, that's kind of they treat Estoril and Cascais like the suburbs of Lisbon. So people will live there and work in Lisbon. It's, so it's, transportation
1: it's very, is super easy. Trains everywhere. Buses. Trains everywhere. everywhere Uber. Uber is my favorite thing <laughs> in Lisbon. Or and one of the reasons why I'm not excited to move back to Austin anytime soon is they got rid of Uber yeah, and Lyft. Imagine. Can't imagine, which is insane. Yeah, and here it is cheap, cheap, super available, yes. super fast. Yes, and it's it's yeah, it's, it's, it's one it's of my a, favorite s- things. It's a
0: small city, so you spend most of your time walking because the city's
1: not that big. But when you need it, it's there. I've been using it a lot to be honest because yeah, everywhere awful. I go, uh, you know, I'm like, okay, do I want to walk? 40 minutes. You know, Some days I'm like, yeah, because it's a nice day and it's a nice walk or do I want to spend four euros, which is right. $4.10 right. on an Uber? I'm like, oh, you know, I'll just take an Uber. Right. Uh, so if you guys come, even from the airport, just start taking Ubers.
0: Yeah, and like, plus you can travel the whole country by tra- the great train system. So if you, it's very cheap to rent a car and travel and I recommend doing that too because some areas you can't reach but if you, you can travel up and down the entire uh, coasts of Portugal by train.
1: So even though there isn't a beach in lisbon there is a is it a river or what what is it called yeah
0: the river's right here it's a port town yeah Yeah. and then you and then again it's by train is 15 minutes of you know to a beach area and then then you're you're actually on the coast of the atlantic coast there
1: i think a lot of people they want to live by water they don't necessarily need to be able to go to a beach they just like having the the fresh air of the water oh yeah seeing it it's not yeah
0: our apartment has a view of the bridge and the water there and it's just yeah i haven't got to that view yet
1: <laughs> the funny thing about lisbon is i didn't know anything about it before i came so i never looked at any photos i never read any guides i just knew hey shannon and alexis are there um there's a there was a nomad meetup that i was going to speak at i had you know just i just wanted to come check it out so i i showed up and in the uber well actually i took a taxi I, unfortunately i took a taxi from the airport because i wasn't sure uh if it was a good idea to take an uber or not from from the airport which turns out it is uh unlike Vietnam, we should never take an Uber, especially from the airport. <laughs> uh, but as we were driving, I kept thinking, like, this looks just like San Francisco.
0: Very much, with the old streetcars and everything. <laughs> streetcars,
1: yeah. the hills. Yes, very hilly. The, the, the Just the architecture, the yes. houses in general. Yes. And then I got to Shannon's place because him and uh, Alexis were in Spain uh, at the time. Right. Uh, for the, was it, DC uh, meetup? Uh-huh. And... They were nice enough to let me stay at their place, so thank you for that. No, no problem. And I opened his his living room window, and I saw the Golden Gate Bridge. It looks like
0: the Golden Gate Bridge, yeah. It's built by the same architect who actually built the Oakland Bridge, and so it has. But it looks just like the uh, Golden Gate Bridge from
1: there. And yeah. I was thinking, where am I? <laughs> right. And just like in the same view, just to the left of it, he also has a view of what looks like the Christ statue of Brazil.
0: Oh, that's right. Yes, the hatreds Christian. Yes, that's right. <laughs>
1: And it's like this world, you're, you're just like you're here and you're like, you know what? This is kind of like a mixture of all the great things in the world. <laughs> That's right. Just in this random city. Yes. That has the feel of Europe. Yes. But has beaches and coastlines. Yeah, yeah. But s- with super friendly people and it's cheap.
0: And it's cheap and very safe, yes. And it kind of hit all of our spots because uh, we still do a lot of business in the U.S. So the time zone is great for us. It's only five hours. Uh, I'm from Washington, D.C. There's a direct flight. You know, it's easy to get to New York, DC, Boston. There's direct flights there, and uh, and, and to get anywhere in Europe is you know it's two hours to Barcelona.
1: So th- I I think the location is perfect because it's it's in Europe, so you can travel with cheap airlines. Yes, and and go to Berlin to anywhere, Poland, you know wherever you want. Uh, I haven't taken the trains from here. I, I would imagine if I wanted to go to Berlin, it'd probably be easier to fly.
0: Much easier. Cause okay. It's probably two days by train at least. Okay, yeah,
1: but you know you can get like a 50 dollar flight yes that's really cool that you can take a direct flight not only to washington dc but to new york
0: new york and boston and boston really and okay. philadelphia yeah there's direct uh, yeah there's quite a few direct flights and through. miami I, I saw and miami yes yes
1: which is cool because if you live on the east coast you can take a 7 hour flight and yeah. just be back in new york yes <laughs> Yeah, which is uh, awesome because in Thailand it was such a pain. Oh
0: god, and it takes you three days to recover. <laughs> yeah, because you had to
1: you had to first go from Chiang Mai to Bangkok, then from Bangkok to a, a you know usually UAE Korea or something, or, yeah. you know, Middle East. Depending on which
0: way you're going, yeah, no, it's it's a and then brutal, another flight, yeah, and it's it ends thirty up hours. You, yeah,
1: and, and, yeah, it ends up taking me thirty hours every single time. Brutal.
0: Uh, Here t- you leave at eleven in the morning and you arrive in New York at two in the afternoon. <laughs> you
1: know? That's so good. It sucks a little bit for people that live. In California or even the yes, Texas? Yes, West Coast, it's a long way. Because we have to take another it's flight. Six hours, yeah. But technically, once you get to New York, you're back in the U.S. You go through immigration, do all that stuff. And if you wanted to, you could take a couple days you know, sightseeing there, hanging out. But you probably wouldn't because you'd be tired, right? Yeah. But then you could take another flight from New York to San Francisco, four hours. You know, and you could even take like six hours. So six hours. Yeah, it's, it's a long way. Oh, yeah, so, so, <laughs> right. But at least you're in the U.S. So yeah. You're like, okay, I'm back home.
0: It's almost as long for me to fly from here to D.C. as just to go from D.C. to L.A. Almost the same amount that's of crazy. time, maybe
1: 40 minutes different. So a little bit of a downside for for people in California, but still better than coming from Thailand. For sure. Um, and we get to travel all of Europe, which is amazing. Yes. And if you want to go to Brazil, direct flight.
0: Direct flight, that's right.
1: And somebody's I don't know how many hours it is, but direct flight from Lisbon to, to, to Brazil, which is pretty cool. Yeah. So location is awesome. Yeah. Um, cost of living so what do most people pay for like a vi- like let's say someone's bootstrapping they just want like a room
0: you can bootstrap here in Lisbon for three to four hundred euros if you're looking for a one bedroom right now at high season it's difficult uh, in the areas that are more populated you can go outside And even even not that far outside, and get a nice one bedroom for around five or six hundred euros. If you want to live inside the city in a one one bedroom, you're probably, and you want to come in July, you're probably looking to pay a minimum of eight hundred to twelve hundred a month. But they're like nice places, right? Nice places, yeah. If you have a higher budget, uh, we have friends who are living in just some, I mean, just palatial penthouse, beautiful looking apartments paying eighteen hundred to two thousand. But I mean, they're just amazing apartments with postcard views.
1: What's actually pretty funny is, Every single place I've stayed, whether it's a nineteen year old night hostel or a nice Airbnb or your place, everyone has had a great view. Well, yeah, because there's so many hills, right? So there's seven hills or they call it, you know,
0: I think it's the the old ancient seven hills of Lisbon. And so the way it's built, and there's not there's not a there's no high rises. I mean, might go five or six stories, but yeah, so it's it's hard to get a bad view.
1: Yeah. Uh, one thing so I've met a, f- a few people who who are just kind of traveling and working at hostels and living as cheap as possible, most of them, they get a room and a shared house. Oh, yeah. Which isn't that possible in, in Thailand. It's just not common. I guess right. you could, but they're not, they're not as commonly set up. But here, it's the most common thing. Right. Where you have your own room, uh, you probably share a bathroom, share a kitchen, sh- share a living area. But the way that the houses are set up here is because they're kind of like multi-floors. It's You kind of get some privacy anyways. It almost yeah. kind of feels like... It's your own studio. You just happen to have share like a a living room. Sure. Which is actually, at first I was like, you know what? I'd rather have my own place completely, right? But in kind of in the bigger picture, I'm thinking, well, you know what? In Thailand, when I have a studio, I don't have a kitchen at all. I don't have a living room at all. So why not have my room in this building and also just happen to have – uh, shared space because that'd be like a benefit,
0: right? Yeah, and plus the food's cheap enough here that if you like a local that you don't, you know, if you don't want to cook, that you can get by eating, you know, out twice a day easily.
1: the The Western food here is, well, I guess, I guess Portuguese food, but like, like I call it <laughs> it's I call all Western, Western food. Yeah. Uh, the Western food here is very good. Uh, I, I'm thinking, you know, compared to Chiang Mai, right? It's, uh, it's very good, and it starts at about five euros plate which is about you know so right now the euro is 110, 110. to the dollar mm-hmm, yeah so, so, plate, so
0: plate of the day like if you go to a lunch place it's usually a drink your plate of the, and the drink can be water you know water or wine uh, whatever the special is or three or four and coffee and that's typically around 550
1: it's, it's so that's so cheap and it includes wine
0: any drink in commonly they drink yeah commonly they'll have a glass of wine with that's,
1: a, it's so funny yeah you know and then you can go to like a nice place for dinner for ten dollars right and I've had some really nice steaks. Oh,
0: some of the best steaks I've had. I've been yeah. here in Portugal.
1: So I've been eating a lot of of unhealthy things. Lots of bread, drinking a lot of beer, uh, just kind of you know, and eating tons of pastries because they're they're really good here. They are. Um, but I was thinking, okay, if I'm going to live here, I can't be doing that. I want to get back in shape, eat healthy again. So I started ordering, you know, off the menu, and I'm like, okay, can I can I make this paleo friendly? and for it's been, sure and it's
0: an easy oh yeah very easy because yeah it's so and here in Lisbon you know the primary meals are tend to be fish uh is the primary and then you'll find also you know pork chicken whatever and it's very it's simple food so it's not like as it's a, a complex as like say France uh or Spain but uh you know it's very simple very high quality ingredients it's and you know a typical meal is that a, a whole grilled fish and a salad and vegetables is very Well, for most
1: people, like for most people, when you order, it's going to be, you know, meat or fish, French fries, uh, maybe like a a boiled potato or something. Right. Very basic. Bread. Yeah. But you can also just order. You could say, I want the meat. And the salad. And the salad. Yeah. Vegetables, yeah, and that's it. That's it, and very easy. They're eat. happy to do it too. Very, yeah, and, and you know, look
0: around, and many people are eating that way. Yeah, yeah.
1: I, th- I th- yeah. I think you just can't have French fries every meal of the day, right? Uh, <laughs> so yeah, so I tried it. Um, local place. It was five dollars. They gave me a big plate of salad, uh, and the vegetables here are so fresh. They, they taste way better than yes. a lot of other countries. Like they, the tomatoes actually taste like tomatoes. Yes. Uh, so I got that. I got uh, a couple of slices of of grilled turkey breast, which is I guess is a thing here. <laughs> uh, or you can get it with with you know basically strip steak. Yeah, sardine, grilled
0: sardines is, is like one of the national dishes. Yeah, uh, bacalao, which is the which is the codfish, is also one of their national dishes.
1: And what's really nice also is it always always comes with some olives. Right. Uh, they always have a big bottle of olive oil on the table. Yes. Uh, and... another thing
0: that's in fantastic portions is the olive oil. Do
1: you, you know the stuff on the, on the tables are... Is that extra virgin?
0: Almost all of it.
1: So what I've been doing is I've just been drenching everything I'm eating, my salad, my, my, my turkey, whatever it is, in this free olive oil that's just on every table, eating a bunch of olives, having a salad, having some meat. And I'm thinking, you know what, if I just ate like this every day, I would be in... St- yes it's such good shape
0: yes it's a healthy yes it's a healthy lifestyle eating for sure
1: so it, it, so it's 100 percent possible and actually pretty easy to eat they don't
0: fry a lot of stuff it's almost all the meat is grilled
1: I mean, yeah occasionally but it, everything is you know
0: it's either grilled or baked in the oven
1: <sighs> lifestyle wise would be very easy to live here especially because when you go to a local bodega like a little corner store they have super fresh fruits and vegetables. Yes, fresh fruits, fresh As charcuterie, cheese.
0: fresh cheeses.
1: Yes, avocados are great here. Grow
0: avocados. The south, you know, the south is very much like Southern California. It's really warm most of the year, and they have they grow just
1: uh, eggs are good here too. Um, you know, so I think. If I was living here, what I would do is I would cook probably half my meals. Because, and I would probably, I wouldn't even go to a supermarket. I would just walk to like the local, well, local store. The
0: corner, yeah. So we have our local we, we actually get uh, every Wednesday, if you belong to the CNE the Euros, they drop off a box of vegetables and fruit that's fresh that week. And then uh, I have my corner butcher that I go down to and get whatever cover that we want. And uh, and,
1: and the little corner stores right by your house have fresh eggs. Have avocados. That's a little bit of a secret. Is I'm, I'm glad I, I was here for two weeks and, I, and lived in three different places, because where Shannon lives is maybe a what 15 minute walk from the city center. Yeah. Okay. And so it's still you know, very close to everything. Right. You can you take an Uber for three euros, which is three dollars and ten cents or something, thirty cents um, to you know all the nightclubs or bars or wherever you want. So if you know if you want to meet up with friends, it's, it's very cheap to get around, or you can just walk. Um, but what I like about it is it's quiet. Yes. Uh, the people are, are very friendly because they're, they're like local people who are living there, um, and the food at the restaurants and at the the markets, it's actually a lot cheaper than than in the city center. Oh, for sure. So I've been staying pretty much like in the heart of the city center at this hostel named Oasis, a really fun social place. Uh, Great view from up there. Yeah, beautiful place. Um, but the the fruits and vegetables the markets the food yeah it was definitely more expensive so if i was living here i, I would i would not live right in the, the center i would live 10 minutes walk so the neighborhood we're in right now at this co-working space we're at co uh, coworker Liz- li- li- Lisboa lesboa like i it so nobody calls lisbon lisbon with an n everybody here and so it's l-i-s-b-o-a and so, so we are no longer in lisbon we're in lisboa According to, to the logos. Um, so we're co-working Lisboa inside a place called the Alex Factory. Alex Factory, what yeah. What is that?
0: So this was an area that's right by the bridge, uh, and it was a bunch of warehouses, and like uh, I think there was a printing press here, and very much like Brooklyn back in the day when uh, when I, all that got abandoned, there's a, a group of, I'm guessing, investors who came here, and they turned this entire street into co-working spaces and cafes and bookstores and shops and artists, venues and restaurants. And uh, it, it, I always compare it to Williamsburg, even though uh, in Brooklyn, but it's just this one strip of stores. And on the weekends, they have farmers markets here and stuff. And they've just really transformed this whole area into just a fantastic place to come down and hang out and work and, and eat.
1: Yeah, I like this a lot, especially just even the neighborhood around here looked kind of like the one you're in. Uh, where you know, like lots of like family yeah. families live here. Um, Quaint
0: streets and cobblestone roads. Yeah, it's very it's beautiful.
1: Good. So one of the reasons why I wanted to visit this co working space is if I do move here, which I think that there's a very good chance I will. For at least, I think I'll come for at least three months. If not, I might even come for a year next year. Like I like I, I honestly really think like depending like how I'm feeling, um, it'd be nice to have. This is this is the Chiang my escape plan. Where I have been looking for a place for the last two years that if Thailand decides to make it really difficult for digital nomads to travel, live, and work remotely online in Thailand, and we had to leave. You know, if people started getting kicked out or, you know, refused in on a massive scale, where would we go? And, I, and I was, I've been looking for places. I've been looking in Asia because it's close by, it's cheap, it has good weather. And I was like, okay. Yeah, there's always Saigon. Yeah. I'm like, okay, there there's Vietnam, but Vietnam's stressful. You know, uh I, I just I, I don't like living in, in Vietnam. Okay. It's just one of those places. It's too busy Taiwan Taiwan,
0: Hong Kong. Hong Kong is expensive. Hong Kong would be expensive. Taiwan, Taiwan would be great. To be very nice.
1: Uh, and I think if we all moved there, it'd be okay. It'd be good. Um, but there's just no nomad scene there at all. The food there, I love Taiwanese food. I mean, I, my parents are Taiwanese, so I grew up eating it. I really enjoy, it, but it's definitely not healthy. It's it's all bread, and you know like steamed buns stuff, which are delicious, but it's it's, it's not healthy. You know, fresh fruits and vegetables. Yeah, very wheat heavy. Um, Cambodia might have been a, a good place because they're really easy with visas. Um, you know, it's you have beaches in Cambodia. You have you know kind of all the all the great things, um, but it's it's you know it's it's a little bit. It's it's like Thailand. 20 years ago which is good pros and cons right i think it's a beautiful place to visit but a lot of people just they're they don't really want to live there uh philippines would be beautiful except their internet is bad and yeah mm. it's been yeah it's been fantastic yeah uh so, so same with bali terrible internet so really there's no perfect place in asia uh there are a lot of places that like might be okay but i almost feel like people end up just getting spread out and there'll be like no wheel hub. I think that Lisbon is the first place that I've seen uh, that can actually be the alternative to, to Chiang Mai. So the only reasons why I think Chiang Mai would be better for most people is it is cheaper. It's not It's not that Lisbon is expensive. um it's just more expensive than Thailand.
0: Yes, Thailand you can get by on probably eight 900 a month, I'm guessing.
1: Yeah, so when I was bootstra- like bootstrapping really, really hardcore, I can live in Chiang Mai for $600 a month. So the average.
0: Portuguese person makes about 1,000 euros a month to give you an idea of how inexpensive you can live here.
1: And I think if you wanted to bootstrap here, I think, yeah, you can definitely do it for for $1,000 a month. You
0: could, yes. You uh, wouldn't be living in the city center and you'd be...
1: You'd be, be, you know, sharing, a, you know, sharing a place. Mm-hmm. Um, you well, you
0: can't get a studio for around, around Lisbon for two, $300.
1: Okay. You can do that. Uh, if you, you know, didn't eat expensive food. Um, you if you ate like a local most you of ate like, like a time. local. Yeah. You'd be okay. Um, the coworking working space here, it's kind of just to give people an, an idea of how much things cost. I think it was uh, 150 euros a month here for membership. Uh and in Chiang Mai, it's about $100. So, you know, it, it is more expensive. But in down on the islands in uh, in Colanta, the co-working space there was 150 euros anyways.
0: At your house can be 60 to 100 megabytes without any issue.
1: Yeah. And actually, that's actually one of the downsides, I think, to Lisbon versus Chiang Mai is most people work out of their home.
0: Yeah, there are most plenty islands. of co-working spaces here. There must be at least, gosh, I would say a half dozen in Lisbon alone.
1: So I've only checked out two so far. So today we are at CoWork Lisboa. Uh, so far, I like it. I can see myself working here, uh, but it's it's not really a digital nomad scene. No. Yeah, there's a lot. Of, most people here, I would say, even the, the way the space is laid out, there's only maybe ten hot seats, which are you know um, places that you can you know you can just sit right, right. like as you come in. The other ones are fixed desks, which are nice, I guess, if you are. Um, you know, if you're coming every day and you and you want to leave your some of your stuff there,
0: any cafes around town too that you can work at as well.
1: But I think that's the biggest problem is there's no like one central co-working space where you know I can show up, not know anyone, and just all of a sudden you know be plugged into a community of of other nomads.
0: Yeah, it's uh, the digital nomad scene in Portugal in general is rather new. When-
1: so the the talk I gave was at Fabricia or Fabrica Fabrica de Startups. Really cool space, uh, many floors, and they have a program which I'm, I'm gonna try to find a link to because I think it's really really cool. It almost kind of reminds me of the um, the one in Chile, the Startup Chile yes. program, yep. where I think what they do is they sponsor people or companies to uh, to start their business while living in Lisbon. Yeah, uh, I don't know the terms of it, if you know what they give you, what they what they cost, but basically when I was there. On the board, I saw you know ten different um startup teams you know all you know like kind of writing out the progress of what they're working on uh I think they all have like two months to to get up and running. Right. And the way, you you, you know, you basically you get to work there for free at that co-working space. They just need to accept you and your program. If you are, you know, wanting to start some kind of more of a, more of a, a SaaS product or an app or something that's more or more st- startup related, you can just do that. You know, yeah. you can even get a free co-working space. It's it's a great community to, to kind of just get plugged into. And I know they have meetups every single week uh, where you that's can just awesome. meet up others. And it seems like the laws here for employment are much easier. Like we're you know, and it makes more sense where they encourage you to want to hire their locals versus in Thailand. If you can we can't hire local Thai people because all this, then we have to have a business permit. So it's easy to do, and and you know, and they encourage it. I think that's the the, the thing I like about Lisbon the most. And actually, that was the thing I liked about um, Cambodia. And the only reason why I thought. That can potentially be a good spot is because they encourage foreign investment, foreign business, versus Thailand. They want to keep their culture. They want to keep their people um, independent, which is one of the reasons why Thailand is such an amazing place to visit. Is because they don't really. They've always they've always kept outside influence at bay. Right. You know. So they've really kept the culture. They really you know keep their you know their own people strong, which is amazing. Um. And I think that's why I like visiting Thailand yeah. so much, and I like living there. But there are, you know, there's ups and downs to everything, right?
0: Portugal, you know, we don't forget Portugal ruled the world for you know centuries. 17, 17,
1: 17. Yeah, it's it's been some amazing history here, and one of the, the the fun things about being in Lisbon is I've been doing these free walking tours pretty much every other day. Like anytime I'm bored, I'll just. You know, see what like I'll just do it with a different company, so it's a little bit different. And we just walk around the city, and they they tell you this is when they conquered, you know, this part of the world, and this is when they had Brazil sending them gold, and they build this palace. It's beautiful, Uh, and so there's all that to do. I thought the buildings are still beautiful. Yeah. So you know, lots to do here, Uh, and if you want to be surrounded by like Westerners, you know, it's you you can do it pretty much every day. There's there's millions of tours here Uh, so you you won't get bored in that sense I think right now if I was gonna if I didn't know you know Alexis or um, the other couple that that we know here um, Alyssa and Kev who have also been on on the podcast uh, the Dennis couple if it wasn't for me knowing you guys I don't I don't even know I have no idea how I would even plug in here because at this coring space I've been here now you know just for a few hours but you know no, you know, everyone's kind of working on their own thing. Uh, people are their own startups. Nobody's really, like, networking.
0: There's digital, like, Facebook groups. There's meetups for all kinds of uh, – there's a women's
1: entrepreneur group that meets once a month that's as part of
0: – it didn't take us long. We met a couple of people who knew people.
1: Yeah, in a sense, it, it kind of reminds me of Saigon where there's also no, like, real one place. I think now people are starting to go to that the new co-working space there. But in general, there wasn't, like, one little hub where people would meet. Um right. It's but, the same here. There's no there's no Yeah, but I think what's cool is I am pretty sure that being here um because these or you know there there are people already organizing these events and as long as you want to participate, they can grow pretty fast. Yes. So so yeah. I really really believe that if I do come here next February, which I think I probably will, I think a lot of people will also come. I th- I think it's one of those things where like as long as a few people start coming, it's it's going to it's going to be a big movement. Yeah. yeah. So overall, um as far as co working, checking my still still gonna be the best, especially for, for new people starting out. For sure. But quality of life, um, you know, location, time zone, all those things, I, I give the heads up to, to Lisbon. So I guess so you have been crushing it with your business.
0: Business has been growing, yes. There's one reason reasons we decided to stop moving so much is you get to a certain point that you really actually really want to take it to the next level, you kinda of have to be in one place. And uh my business I brought on a business partner who was
1: kind next our business and he's actually moved here now but, uh, so we can be in the same place and uh yeah things are going great. So if you guys listen to episode three, uh Shannon sold his practice as a doctor and he wanted to create video training courses for other doctors. And you were doing all that on your own for the first yeah. I had one that I had shot
0: Got that going. You know, it yeah help me build the science. so I started with this one little little project. Uh, now we're up to now. Uh, we got four doctors several
1: courses. So basically, like you know, you have the the knowledge, the the I guess the team to do so. So you reach out to other doctors and you say, you say what? Well, many
0: of these doctors are courses that I've taken or that I own, but they're sitting documents that are in my field and the work that I say let me let me publish your, take take your DVDs and let's turn that into an online course and then can, can put some internet marketing behind and teach you
1: much about so I think that's a great move. I, I think that's something that a lot of people don't think about doing is reaching out to people who they've learned from that maybe have a book on tape or DVD or yeah. something.
0: DVDs a lot because DVDs are going the way of VHS and people don't, a lot of the older people don't really realize that. I mean, my computer's three years old and it doesn't have a DVD player. They're, they're you know, they, they will be going the way of VHS so there's a lot of great material that's sitting in DVDs that just needs to be converted and marketed.
1: And the fact that, you know, you reach out to them saying, I've been through your course, I've applied it, I've used it, this is something, you know, I want to be able to, sh- to share this information with right. more people. Right. I want to get you more customers and I'll do all the work. Right. It makes it It makes it kind of like a no-brainer for them. It's right? a no-brainer for them. I mean, I would almost think the only reason why they would say no is if they said, you know what, thanks for the idea. I'm going to do it myself. Yeah. But but at the same time, yeah, if they haven't done it themselves by now, unless they're like saying like, yeah. oh, you know what, I'm actually 90% through it. You know, I'm ready. They'll
0: put the website up that there's no... Not building a business behind you, you not know, building a marketing mission behind you, You're not building all the things that need to go along with the business. It's just a little side project,
1: you know, which kind of sits there. Okay. So, so tell me, like, what is involved in, in, in doing this?
0: Well, uh, you know, from it starts with contacting the doctors who have work, uh, and then saying, hey, look, look, here's some of the other doctors that come with me, like, take your stuff online. And then usually it's uh, me getting their stuff, doing the conversion from
1: video putting building a website around mm-hmm. and then building a marketing thing behind that and their lists or other lists and going things just marketing. Okay. So that's it's eighty percent marketing. Okay. Uh and and is that the main reason why you brought on a, a partner? Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What was, and I'm assuming that was a, a good in retrospect that was a good idea for you to bring bring Rob on oh, wait, it was it was
0: yeah it's it uh, uh, you know, if you're gonna bring a partner on you gotta be sure that they're going to be
1: Bring
0: it, you know, turning business yeah, to, uh, in a way that you wouldn't be able to do it on
1: your own. So in the beginning, you were doing all the marketing yourself, right? And that's, you know, obviously now your forte, you're a doctor. Uh, how did you kind of learn some of the stuff? And what made you realize, okay, now it's time to, to bring on an actual well, partner? I took a lot of the
0: online courses and it. I did, you know, uh, a lot of stuff that people had shown me. And so... Just being in this part of this community, and so I would sit down and help me with all that and learn some copywriting. And so, but, uh, you know, so you so say I, I knew enough of it, I knew how to speak the language, but I, I'm not a writer. Mm-hmm. Right? And a copywriter that's a very specific set of skills that people spend many years to do. And uh, I was never going to be as good as someone like that.
1: In the beginning, did you think about just hiring him like on, a, on an hourly or project basis?
0: Yeah, but the good ones—they're not going to do that. <laughs> you know, they—they they want It's hard to get someone to just do a one-off if they're very good. And you can't just hire any copywriter to write for. I need someone who can write two physicians, and that's not. Uh, you, the language has to change a lot. It's not. Uh, it's hard to find that person. And if you if they're going to do it, then you need then they need to see like okay, yes, this is a chance for me to make you know to really make a big impact.
1: So, like, kind of, a, I guess, advice to other people in, in your same position. Um, do you think that it was a good idea for you to, to have learned and tried some of the stuff on your own before,
0: just to understand the language, know what a, the difference between a good one and a bad one is, understanding? Yeah, so I, you need to know that you absolutely need, to. you need to know all the little aspects. You don't need to be great at it. You need to know accounting. You can't just give up someone and hope they
1: do it. You actually have to know that language. That yeah, definitely makes sense. And I, I'm a big advocate on, on kind of just doing yourself first to understand it, but then eventually hiring someone so then you they can 10X it, or, and also you can save your time. You go to a certain point on your own. You can get quite far on your own. You
0: can get to six figures on your own. To get to seven on your own. I know people do it, but
1: that's tough. I, I think, I mean, recently, you know, I've hired my first full-time intern. Uh, shout out to Anthony. Uh, and also just kind of having VAs do all my customer service for my shipping stores. All that and, you know, my having my accountant and things like that. All that has freed up so much mental energy, so much time for me to actually grow other and build other things. Right, right. But you need a team. I'm glad I did all that on my own first because... It's I, I don't think – if I just went out and started hiring people, I think I would have got ripped off for sure. And not even – not even okay, I think that there's a 50% chance of me getting ripped off by someone who kind of just like talks a big game. Yeah,
0: but they might be doing – you might be giving him direction. they realize that that's
1: not where that – Yeah, exactly what I was going to say was this, the other 50% chance was me ripping myself off having them do either project that doesn't need to be done or, like, I don't really understand, like, what I even need uh, or them not understanding, like, what I need either.
0: It's much easier to hire someone when you know exactly
1: what needs to be done. You can say, I need this, 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 and this done. I need someone who can do it better than me. I like it. So congratulations on on your financial success. Thanks, Uh, thanks. I mean, I'm assuming now... You're you're. Are you making more than you were as a full-time doctor?
0: Uh, not
1: yet. But, but the potential is—you see the potential there.
0: I'm living the same because my, of not owning a clinic. <laughs> so I might be netting about the same amount. That's awesome. I'm not grossing as much, but the net close.
1: And are your like, like I'm assuming your your living expenses of you know not not your business expenses. So like, let's say you make the same amount net, um, as you did in Portland, because you're spending yeah. Okay. So your money is going way further here. You have more money going to savings and other things. Okay. Yeah. That's the other great thing about about living here. And I, I think – I don't think Lisbon is that much better for me personally than living somewhere in the U.S. Uh, I think it's very similar. I think the re- one of the reasons why I like it here is because it kind of reminds me of living in San Francisco or Austin or, you know, I, I would imagine like Portland. But we're not paying as many taxes. You just paid the self employment tax. Yeah. Yeah. You know, because we're not in the US and the cost of living here is way lower. The weather is way better than San Francisco. Very nice weather. Yeah. Very temperate. Uh, And we have access to Europe and all these other places. So overall, our lifestyles of being here. Are way better than it would be for the for the same cost in the U.S. So you, you see you see yourself staying here for, for much longer?
0: Yeah, we we, we uh, uh, This is definitely going to be our base because it's so close to the East Coast. It's easy to get back and forth. But this is definitely this is definitely going to be our base for for a while. I think
1: I like it. So I'm going to officially recommend Lisbon, Portugal. As at least an alternative yeah. to and Porto. Chiang Mai. If you really want to bootstrap, you go yeah. to Porto,
0: which is about a thirty percent less than it costs to live here. Porto, Porto is the Chiang Mai. This is
1: Bangkok. Porto is the Chiang Mai. What, what are you actually spending per month right now?
0: Mm, we pay, so you guys have a very nice apartment. We have a two nice apartment. apartment, two bedroom, two bath. We pay nine hundred a month for okay. that,
1: and then f- kind of food, living, everything else. Uh, what would you estimate? Uh, maybe we spend. Maybe I spend. F- Fifteen hundred dollars a month, and is that just for you or for you and Alexis?
0: Um, I think together we probably spend around. That's hard to say. Maybe two thousand, twenty-two hundred a month.
1: Okay, so just a little bit more than thousand dollars each. Yeah, and, a little, and a little have bit a great more. Great life. Yeah, I mean, we we do whatever we want. Yeah, and and in Portland, what do you think you would have s- spent for the same because life? We had a mortgage
0: and all that, and car and that kind of thing. So car adds it's a lot. <laughs> Food's yeah. more expensive. The same quality of life. We'd probably do that on half the on half what we spend there.
1: Yeah, so I would estimate that if I was going to move here, uh, I would end up spending, I would say 1500, $1,500 a month. A month will, is a solid. You'll live again. The average
0: Portuguese person makes a yeah. thousand euros a month, so you'd be living better than most.
1: So I think I would, I would spend a little bit more than I do in Chiang Mai, but not that much. I think if you okay, it, I would say here's the here's the biggest the biggest breakdown. If you were to live in Chiang Mai and you want to live like a Thai, like more like a Thai person, eat, eat Primarily Thai food, um, even if you want to live in the city center, you know. But you wanted to live in just like a normal Thai place, you can get by for for less, way less than a thousand dollars a month, and, yeah. and and have a very good life. Yeah. You would need at least a thousand a month yeah. there. But if you wanted, but if you live like I do in Chiang Mai, where I end up, you know, I live in like a very Western apartment. Uh, I eat probably I eat mostly Western food now, just because even though I love Thai food. Now I like eating Thai food like once every other day. I don't want it you know, I don't want it every single meal like I did sure. before. So Western food is way more expensive in, in Thailand. You know, and if you wanna drink wine, the crappiest oh, bottle yeah, is a thousand <laughs> baht, which is like thirty dollars. <laughs> right. For like a terrible bottle. I mean right. not terrible, but like not a good bottle. Right. Um so if you're doing that, if you're if you're drinking wine, you're eating western food and you li- you know, you're living kinda of like the western life in Chiang Mai, you're gonna end up spending close to two grand a month anyways or 1500 sure. a month anyways yeah, yeah so then you might as well just be here you might as well be here if you want to live like a west yeah so <laughs> right. I, I, I would say you know that's a very very fair um mm-hmm. argument of why you know how you can actually save money yeah. uh by not living in thailand is if you wanted to have a western life come to lisbon yeah uh, if you want to super bootstrap you know super uh get plugged in to a big nomadic community of you know, literally thousands of people. Chiang Mai is still the place to be. Uh, but I would recommend everyone to start making travel plans for next February 2017 uh, to come to Lisbon for at least a few months because I-, I think I'll be here. Awesome. Look and forward to yeah. it. Yeah. So uh, thanks again for the chat, Shannon, oh. and for showing me around. It's oh, it my fun. pleasure. All right, everyone. I'll see you next week. Ciao.